asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead song to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. Welcome to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello, and welcome to episode 127 of the Rotten Views Podcast. But you guys already know that because uh, you clicked on it, so therefore you already know. I appreciate you guys for coming back for another episode. I'm not sure why you're here, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Obviously, I know why you're here. You're here to listen to me talk about this movie that I've never actually watched before, which I didn't even know was a Shudder exclusive. At least that's what it says at the beginning of it. I watched it on Tubi, uh, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, As you know by the title, the movie we're watching today is Mayhem from 2017. Um, it's starring Steven Yen, I think that's the last name, or like the proper way to pronounce his last name. Uh, hopefully I didn't just butcher that, but he's probably well known for, you know, being Glenn in the, uh, Walking Dead series. Uh, it's been a while since I watched Walking Dead. I know I stopped, uh, just before he got killed off. So spoilers if you guys haven't seen that, uh... Yeah, I've already said it, so oh well. Um, but yeah, if you guys can hear, I don't know if it's going to come through on the mic. I'm a little bit under the weather, a little bit stuffed up, a little bit of dry throat, but that's fine. We got our G Fuel right here. We're going to keep energized. We're going to keep focused, and we're going to hopefully do our best with this podcast because I don't know. I'm half asleep right now. But then again, that's my own fault for you know having so much stuff on the go. Um, I just posted a new uh, YouTube short uh, about a week ago by now at this time, by the time this goes up. Um, it's a toxic crusaders cartoon piece but it's also based on the toy line it's me like recreating the original box art with the toy still in it and trying to do like the plastic around it and whatnot uh it was just an attempt uh this one was fully marker like done with marker in hand i think the next one i might break out the tablet and start doing some stuff on the tablet because maybe what i might do is do like some stickers and maybe even put it on like a t-shirt or something i don't know we'll see but i do want to do a whole series of that either like toxic crusader stuff maybe some street sharks some ninja turtles all old older school things and maybe may even make up my own packaging for various toys or make my own characters for the universe and whatnot but we'll see how it goes that's just a one of my many thoughts and plans i have for the future and you know i gotta stop coming up with ideas because i am not gonna have the time to do any of them but we'll see how it goes because that's the best thing we could do we could just hope for the best and go from there but before we get into the movie i want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening uh thank you for all the views on the men in black uh episode which is actually doing a lot better than i thought it would be so i appreciate that and actually the last few episodes have been doing really well so i appreciate that they're almost getting up there to be the the top listened episode that i've done this whole time which is crazy to think of uh i know episode one maximum overdrive was there for a while which i don't know how well i did on that uh I might revisit that sometime and re- do like a redux on the couple of the older episodes, but who knows? We'll see. I got a lot of movies. I know when I first started this podcast, I'm like going all over the place because I'm just kind of tired and crazy right now, but I know there's a lot of movies I want to do. And when I first started this out, I planned it on being like just a full horror podcast but i don't want to just stick to the horror movies i want to stick to like the sci-fi horror action comedies maybe a couple of animated movies and stuff and i 
I still have all the mini episodes planned. I just gigging on a schedule with everything else is just uh, I gotta figure everything out because uh, I am doing a full gameplay video every Wednesday, so I don't want to really have a podcast episode at the same day because you guys probably don't want to like listen to me that much. But at the same time, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Then again, I don't know if my podcast listeners are my YouTube viewers at the same time, so maybe it doesn't even matter. Maybe I can do both at the same time. I, I just want to try and get everything spaced out properly so it all makes sense and it's not too much all at once. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And like I said, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening and sharing the podcast. It means a lot to me. It really does. But you know what? We're going to get right into the movie for tonight. Um, and yeah, we're watching Mayhem from 2017. It's got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDB at 84% on Rotten Tomatoes and at 3.2 on or 3.2 out of 5, not out of 10 on Letterbox. Uh, 84% of Google users like this movie. Uh, Derek Cho, who is Steven, is having a really bad day after being unjustly fired from his job. He discovers the law firm's building is under quarantine for mysterious and dangerous fires. Chaos erupts throughout the, the office as the victims of this disease begin at acting out their wireless impulses. Joining forces with a former client who has a grudge of her own, Derek savagely fights tooth and nail to get the executives on the top floor and settle the score once and for all. Uh, release date was November 10th, 2017. It's directed by Joe Lynch. Uh, of course, you, some of you guys might know a few things that he's done, just saying. I know for me personally, I know he's a uh, podcast co-host with Joe Gr- Green, Adam Green. Why did I screw that up? Oh, well, I'm so tired. But yeah, he's co-host with Adam Green, uh, the director and creator of Hatchet. Uh, he's done voices in Serious Sam. He's uh, was part of the Holstein TV series. He directed Knights of Badassim. Uh, he's also was part of the Chillerama movie. Really goddamn weird. But we're just we're just gonna avoid that and go on with the the next part of this uh, conversation. Uh, apparently, it had a box office or no, it had a budget of 2.5 million dollars, which probably went all to the special effects and all the blood and gore because I guess there's not really a super lot of special effects. Uh, there's bruising and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, there's a dead body or two or a couple. So, yeah, that probably would be uh, probably be all of it, to be honest with you. Uh, and apparently the tagline is hostile work environment. Uh, it's an action comedy horror thriller movie is what they call it. Uh, there's a goof apparently when Stephen Yen and Samara Weaving's characters gain entry into the reaper's office you see a nail already lodged in his desk so that means that shot was done before the other shot because later on she uses the nail gun so therefore the nail shouldn't actually be seen yet but you know it is what it is uh, apparently there's a little bit of trivia too um melina samara weaving character she takes off her top she has a metal shirt underneath which is the death metal band black dolly murder and apparently the album that that's based off of is actually one directed by joe lynch who's also a fan of heavy metal so he probably had a lot to do with bringing in that part of the character well you know it's his movie so of course he did what am i talking about you know what we're just gonna stop talking nonsense and just get right into the movie Preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. The following program is brought to you in living color. Saturday night at the movies. The television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. A model citizen here. 
transformed into a brutal, bloodthirsty killing machine! Welcome to the home of Towers and Smythe Consulting. TSC is a firm fueled by greed, duplicity, and moral decay. I'm gonna need some scouts! What the hell are you doing? Firing you. I'm not leaving this building until I plead my case. Sure. Good luck with that. What the hell is going on? Say hello to the ID7 virus. Stress hormone levels rise, causing inhibitions to drop and basic instincts to rise to the surface. All traces of the virus should be eliminated in approximately eight hours. What are we supposed to do for the next eight hours? Try to remain calm. Hey, extreme measures, right? This is our shot. I'm offering 150 grand for Cho's head. We're talking about murder here. You should be offering at least 450. Him? Yup. You want to do this the hard way? You're enjoying this, aren't you? I just kicked his head! Uh, the intro credits are playing with this music. I wasn't really expecting to happen in this part of the movie. And we have the narration by Steve Young's uh, character, Derek Chow. Um, he's talking about the, this uh, virus that's hitting everywhere. And he's also doing a painting of the said virus. So this narration is actually taking place at the end of the movie. But it's setting the movie up as well. Uh, and this virus is called the, the Red Eye Virus. Because it makes everyone not care what they do. And it pretty much makes you have no fucks at all. And you have, you know, your wiles is I guess fancies or cares just go out the window and everything you can do whatever you want from punching your boss in the face to having sex in public is what he says and then it says that 18 months ago was the first case of the red eye virus the virus can't kill the, the infected but the redders is what they call them because the red eye virus uh, can kill because they just they don't have any thought process if they get pissed off the virus just takes over and just keeps feeding that anger and that anger just keeps going and going and going it's actually a cool shot right now because the, everything's black and white and all we see is the redness in the one eye because it's only one eye it's not both eyes that get red just the one eye and then this one guy is actually killing his boss and all we see is the blood flowing through and that's the only color in this shot which I thought was really nice I really liked that a lot I was a big fan of the Sin City the first movie I have I don't know if I've even seen the second one but yeah I was a real fan of that and I thought it was really cool we see uh, Derek showing up for his first day at his corporate job and he's all happy and shit because it's his first day and then we see a shot six months later he's tired beaten down pretty much pissed off and tired of his job but he's you know he's just doing his job and trying to make do then we see him finding the loophole in this murder case because the red eye person who killed his boss actually they got him off on a loophole for the case which is really crazy and he's going on about how the government and everything and law systems all screwed up and you know he found this loophole in the case and all he wanted was the fancy office in the corner 
by himself and that's what he's been working for he knew that the case was wrong he knew the guy was in the wrong but he just wanted that nice office with a little bit of a pay raise and he did the dirty deed to do it to get what he wanted and he knows he's an asshole and he's just trying to make men's and try to do as best as possible try and save his life essentially down the road from going to hell then we find out his name is Derek of course because uh, some guy is yelling at the secretary and Derek shows him this video he's like hey look at this thing I got and it's from the last year's Christmas party and it's actually that guy cheating on his wife he's like hey yeah you were too busy to hang out with us because you know you're screwing the secretary um, how about you leave this secretary alone or I'll I'll sell this video to your wife and she'll get half of everything and I'll get a little bit of it too because uh, I have no no problem throwing you down the shitter so uh, how about you just leave her alone and the guy gets all pissed off he's like you, you, yeah you're not gonna do that and then he just walks away he's like yeah I might walk away because you might do it and then Derek is in his office and he's annoyed because someone took his coffee cup this is a very special coffee cup and we find out later in the movie why it's so special to him uh, he goes to answer a call which his assistant told him it was some client but it's actually his sister on the line and Miles apparently screws up a lot of things because Miles doesn't know where his coffee cup was Miles doesn't even know who's on the the phone for the right line to pass it on to him because Miles is too stupid by the sounds of it. Sounds like a lot of the assistants here are actually kind of stupid. Uh, she was just calling to see if he was going to make it to her birthday party. He's going on about how he can't because he's got too much to go too much stuff on the go. He can't make time for it and then she's annoyed because he won't show up but then she's like well at least can you give me a painting and he's like well how do you know that and apparently he's been keeping that a secret and she wants him to go to like art classes and this night he goes on about how he doesn't have time but she wants him to do it anyways and she found out through Miles because Miles just blabs everything to anyone by the sounds of it or maybe Miles is friends with her I don't know. We then see Derek sitting down for his 9am appointment that's when Melina comes in and it's for a foreclosure on her parents home or her home. One that too i'm not too too sure on that uh but he's thinks she's trying to pull a scam with the uh foreclosure documents and she lights a smoke and he's like yeah you can't smoke in here she's like well better stop me suit and that's when he gets ready to walk away because he's like i'm not dealing with this crap as i am it's probably a monday too is to, to make it even worse she then puts the smoke out quickly and she's asking him for help and she doesn't want to be kicked out and he pretty much says it's not his fault it's the bank fault you know i I'm just the middleman, just doing the paperwork. I have nothing else to do about it. Um, but then she wants to talk to the main person on the case, and apparently it's the the vixen. I think is the girl that's the main person on the case, and she's no, it's not the vixen. It's another bitchy head up lady. Um, but yeah, then we cut and see her leaving conference area pissed off getting escorted out and then i think there's like a, a water tea kettle or so or something on the table and we zoom in on that we see the virus actually working its way through the water and it's it's going to slowly infect everyone because everyone's slowly going to start getting sick and sicker and sicker and sicker and it's essentially covid but not covid because it doesn't attack your lungs it just makes you really freaking angry so you probably can relate then this random girl comes in and saying Derek is in shit because she heard from the up that someone is saying he's in deep shit over that case and apparently he had nothing to do with the case so now he feels like his name's being implanted on other files and he's being set up to take the fall for someone else which would probably the douchey guy who's threatening the secretary or the arm because that just seems like a kind of thing he would do and then in the office we see a bunch of people like sneezing and rubbing their eyes and whatnot we can definitely tell they're slowly getting sicker and sicker like I said essentially COVID again I won't mention that again. I might. Who knows? Then we see Derek going up to the 8th floor to see someone he calls the Siren. Because uh, she sounds like a real lovely person. I mean bitch. She sounds like a real, real bitch. Uh, 
she's always in the ear of the head boss, which a lot of these people's names are like Boss and the Bull and Siren and the Reaper. Uh, just I thought it was kind of cool. I'm going to probably call them those names for the most part, or I just won't call them a name to begin with. Uh, you get to her desk and where she's on the treadmill and she's pitching to someone on the phone, of course, because that's just the type of person he is. He walks into her office and he looks over at her desk and he's like, "Some bitch, bitch got my mug. Great, this is going to go great. I'm in a good mood already. It's fine. Uh, he's like, where'd you get the mug? I don't know. My secretary and call in the secretary. Secretary's like, uh, from the, the kitchen? He's like, why did you grab that one? Because it was clean? Why do you think it was clean? Because the maid cleaned it? No, I cleaned it, bitch, because my mug. Put my mug back. And then the sir- the siren comes over and actually grabs the mug and starts drinking out because she's a straight up bitch. No, no, sorry, here's your mug back. No, nothing like that. I'm sorry, it means something to you. It's just, oh, no, it's mine now. You're not having it anymore. And then he mentions how the blood of the case is on her hands and it's not on his hands. And we find out he's being set up because someone changed the paperwork and planted his files into the case, which he has nothing to do with and he's never had anything to do with it. Uh, then we see them in the elevator to their going up to the head boss's area and apparently she's the only one with a special clearance card to get up there because it's blocked off from everyone else because apparently the boss doesn't want to have anything to do with his workers by the sounds of it and they're both using mommy and daddy insults towards one another in the elevator which i thought was kind of weird i'm not sure what up, what's up with that but i don't know it is what it is uh they get to the the boss's uh office uh who apparently dabbles in fine art uh, derek likes to mention and he shows him a drawing and it looks like a five-year-old drew it and some stick people and uh he's like see the situation can you guys resolve this situation let me know what you see and it's like a military situation she draws uh another stick person falling on the bomb and uh He's like, well, this is this is the Vanda Corp uh, issue, and th- that's the bomb, and we need to find a solution to fix this problem. Uh, and then Derek says, anytime there's an issue come up in the system with the the Vanda Corp, there's always this one soldier down below that always is the issue. And we're thinking if we can get that soldier out of here, uh, it will solve the problem. And then the boss is like, well, who do you think is the the soldier then? And he takes the drawing and draws boobs on it, and pretty much looks at the vixen. And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's the problem. He's like, all right, you can, you can leave now and just get on my office so he kind of just sits there for a second he's like you can leave get out then Derek goes to visit a co-worker who's doing some meditation I didn't get his name um which is fine doesn't really matter um and he's like you know there's a seven figure screw up and I'm being planted for it and the siren set him up and then the siren ca- comes in and is like no natural s- natural selection just happened because you're going to pack your box and you're going to get the hell out of the work because she's pretty much getting him fired now because- and he's like you you just gave him a blowjob you just gave the boss a blowjob didn't you and she doesn't want anything to do with him like yeah you're done get out of here and then Derek threatens to take it to the nine which is a table full of head ups and the boss is up there and there's eight other people course and they all have to vote like they're in a biker chapter they all have to vote together to make a situation happen and if the, there's one person that doesn't vote the same then the situation doesn't happen which i thought was interesting for a lawyer's office but whatever i don't know anything about that and apparently they all voted to have lester who's also known as the the reaper who's the man in charge of layoffs who walks around a cane you see lester going into Derek's office and Derek thinks lester is friends with the siren he's like nah i wish you're a swift death uh but that's besides the point and then he gives Derek some paperwork to sign for his layoff and severance pay which is actually putting him in the negative because it's saying that he did cost issues but here's your severance pay and you're never going to be able to work in a lawyer's office ever again because of the screw-ups you've done and it's just going to 
you're going to be blacklisted essentially but you're going to get rich out of it so that's that's one way of looking at it lester says derek tells lester he's not leaving the building till he gets the uh to plead his case with the nine people upstairs and lester says like you no no normal worker gets to talk to the nine that just doesn't happen and then we see shots of a swat team showing up to the office building and then they are followed by the cdc taping off the building and then we see derek being taken to the front door to be escorted out by security as he's carrying his one box of things and of course the building is now on lockdown then we see the boss talking to one of the cdc main workers via the office upstairs and apparently they have a bug or something inside the building so they knew the red eye virus was affecting people so that's how they already had the head start but apparently they have this thing going through the vent system now and within eight hours everyone will be cured and be able to leave you just gotta try and stay calm and not get pissed off because if you get pissed off the virus is going to take over and there's probably going to be some dead people and then uh, the jerk face guy from that was bugging the secretary comes over and knocks Derek down to the ground and Derek wakes up angry and he stabs him in the foot with I think with some scissors or a knife or maybe a pen I could be wrong and then he punches him and knocks him down to the ground and then I'm pretty sure he punches someone else in the face as well and just you know gets all happy about it. he's like yeah I feel great the guy he went to talk to earlier with the that was doing meditation comes to try and calm him down and relax him he's like you know what just go hide in your office for eight hours just relax do some meditation everything will be fine Derek's like okay if you fine i'll do that and as soon as the guy walks away so they can go off derek disappears into the crowd of workers that are trying to all get out and he goes to hide somewhere else in the building and then the guy's just like god damn it i lost you i was just here two seconds ago where'd you go then we see everyone in the office freaking out and one girl is calling someone saying how she's going to come to her house and kill her and then you know what she's just like i'll see you later mom it's like oh damn you got some mommy issues and then we see the boss getting pissed off because he doesn't want to lose any money because he's like you know what happens when people aren't working I'm losing millions of dollars. You get everyone down there happy and working again. And I actually don't care if they're happy. Just get them working. Then we see uh, Derek and Elvira trying to get clearance to go up to the office because he wants to talk about his job. And he, he essentially just wants to go up there and kick the shit out of the boss, which is going to happen sooner or later. But the elevator is going down and that's when we meet Colton who's known as the bull i wonder if that's a play on like sammy the bull from the mafia era of things uh but yeah he he pretty much froze Derek to the ground and starts beating him up uh he takes Derek's phone and actually calls the, the boss and puts him on speakerphone and as the bull's beating up and hit him he's like i'm not happy right now i don't hear him crying you gotta make him crying you know actually what's gonna make me happy if i hear some bones breaking maybe the femur or something let's just break some bones that'll make me happy and then the meditation guy literally comes out of the elevator and starts attacking the bull and the the other scary guys is there and then i think the bull headbutts him and he falls backwards into a piece of wood that has a giant spike coming out of it just randomly standing up against a wall which could stab anyone if you know you're around clearly work safety in this lawyer's office is not really a big priority in the basement at all which is fine i guess you know it is what it is and then uh the boss is like what's going on because someone please tell me what's going on because he hears the commotion and everything and then he hears derek yelling the guy's name and he's like what what just happened he's bull's like oh he's dead he's definitely dead yeah he's dead and the boss is just annoyed because he's like you know he was a good worker i'm gonna miss all these hours and i'm gonna have to find someone to replace him and that's just gonna cost me even more headaches and then we see derek waking up to melina walking around listening to some heavy metal music and they both start spitting at each other and then she tacks him to the ground starts smack him in the face and they're both wondering why they're both in the basement he's like well i got fired and they put me down here and she's all pissed off because they put her down there too because she's not really a worker or anything and they won't want her up top and whatnot and of course it's melina's the girl from the meeting earlier on that he couldn't help out for the foreclosure uh derek tells her that the girl that's screwing her over is in the penthouse upstairs and they both work together and 
you know to head up to the Fentos to you know get their revenge essentially he's searching searching a, sh- a shelf of various phone parts and he's franking a phone together because he uses this phone to get hold of the the head ceo of the whole lawyer firm and we also see the boss his boss upstairs doing a line of coke because he's just a cokehead uh then we see them all on the phone together the boss and the ceo are doing a video conference and derek's just on the other line on the phone and frank the ceo isn't very happy with what derek been telling him because he's pretty much throwing the other boss you know to the wolves essentially then the call gets dropped because frank is uh ripping up Derek's last invoice and pretty much saying you know what you're i'm done with you i'm done dealing with this crap because you're a, a shitty lawyer and your whole corporation sucks and i'm just done dealing with this shit because uh Derek let them know all the issues that are around this lawyer uh industry that they're running so then uh the boss is pissed off he's like you know what i want you guys to go down there and i want you to pretty much chop up his head and bring his head up here because i want him dead the security guards go down and they see the girl Melina on the phone and she pretended to order some pizzas and she looks at them and she's like you want anything and then Derek comes behind them and literally beats the crap out of them and kills them and she's like god damn what did they did they fuck your girlfriend too like what the hell is all this about and it's just the virus taking over him and just his anger from being working in this building for so long just getting the best of them then they they get the keys and we see them grabbing various tools and other items and they're getting ready to go to war and melina even grabs a nail gun which is terrifying because uh that would hurt a lot uh they plan on going after lesser first because he's got a level two key card and then they want to go after uh vixen because she She's got the level three key card. And then after that, it's the final boss fight. We see a montage of Lester drinking tea. And then he's cutting his bonsai tree. Listen, there's heavy metal music playing. It just cuts, keeps cutting back and forth because the virus is slowly taking over him. And every time he's cutting the bonsai tree, like the anchor just comes through and he's just destroying this bonsai tree, essentially. And then we see Lester leaving his office. And of course, Melina and Derek are just making their way to his office. And she starts shooting nails at him. And he gets behind, or no, he blocks it with his cane first, which I thought was really fucking crazy. I'm like, oh, Lester's be a real badass and then he barricades himself in his office like a bitch and then his security guard comes up and tases her in the back and drops her to the ground she's pretty much done for the moment and then um Derek takes out one of the guards and he's hiding in the office stalls from the other guard then Lester comes out of the room and we he sees the girl on the ground still shaking from the taser so he like rams his cane on her wrist and then he starts kicking her he's going on about how he's all about gender equality and whatnot and then she kicks the nail gun to Derek and he starts shooting a couple times but Lester hides in the office again and the bolt the nails go right into the door and just barely miss his head and then uh he comes over and kicks the door down and demands his key card and then he's like well you're going after the wrong person i'm just the i'm just the messenger so how about you don't nail gun the messenger it's the firm you want it's not me you want the people upstairs i'm just your normal typical worker lester puts his key card down on the desk for Derek to grab and then when Derek goes to grab it lester actually takes a pair of scissors and stabs his, stabs him right in the hand the scissors go through the desk as well and then lester jumps on melina and starts trying to kill her with the nail gun to the point where she's reaching in the tool bag that she has and pulls out a grinder and literally just cuts him right open killing him we then see them looking at some paperwork and a guy runs by saying fuck you fuck you cool you're cool fuck you though and i think he might have been naked at the point in time when he runs by but i wasn't really sure it went by really pretty pretty quickly to be honest with you and that's when uh melina's then recording a video of Derek, who's talking to the boss uh and he's going on about the the reed case that happened at the beginning of the movie where the guy got off for murder because he was infected um and he's putting everything in perspective for the boss pretty much saying you know this bullshit that this happened and then we see 
see it ending with like Lester's body over a chair and then they set it on fire. Then the boss calls uh, the siren to warn her about what's going on and he tells her she needs to do anything to keep the people above her safe and that's when she starts telling them to fuck off and getting all pissed off. He's like, well, I'll give you some more money. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. And then he mentions about giving her partner and she's like, okay, fine. I'll take that one. I'll take, you got me now. And the one thing she has to do is not give up the key card or throw them under the bus essentially. So she calls in her assistant and she's like, you know, I'm going to, I was going to throw it out the window to get rid of it, but how about you just hide the key card somewhere safe and don't let me know where it is because I don't want to know where it is. Then we see Derek and Melina um, going on about their favorite bands and she lists off a bunch of heavy metal bands. And then for some reason he lists off Dave Matthews band and she starts making fun of him. He's like, they're really good. You just got to see them live. Once we get out here, we'll go see them live. It's fine. Just trust me. Okay. And then we see the, the boss and the nine at the table uh, talking to CDC and he's uh, doing another line of coke. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't worry about me it's just i'm fine just leave me alone and then he breaks the tv because he's pissed off because he doesn't want to be stuck in the building anymore he doesn't want to lose any money he wants everything to be resolved and that's when he's like you know what i'm putting a bounty on derek's head just somebody kill him please we see them uh going to make their move because they are now down to four hours left until the virus is cured and they're walking on the floor where the siren is staring them down and as derek and melina walk closer the siren walks closer from her side and then she actually has a group of people with her as well and then there we have like this western standoff in the office and then the phone rings so the secretary goes over and picks it up and puts it on speakerphone it's actually uh, a therapist from the cdc calling from outside he wants to know how derek's feeling because he's really worried about derek and he's like you know what i want to I want to fuck and I want to cause some property damage and aside from that I feel great to be honest with you he says uh, well you know you just need to sit down let's take it easy and let's just relax and talk about our feelings he's like okay I'll do it no, fine I'll do it he gives an iPod to Melina and looks at the iPod dog he's like you know go put song number three on she's like it better not be Dave's Matthews I swear to god and then Derek gives a warning as he's talking to the lawyers and everything and the therapist in the background you know she, he's talking about how the virus is taking over and Derek needs to come warning saying you know this is your last warning uh things might change right now but you're will you're able to leave right now and you'll have no damage cost but if you don't if you stay here i am going to cause bodily harm and i'm not going to be responsible for what happens to you and then the fight begins and we see like cameras going flying blood going flying and then we see uh derek and melina just standing after the smoke has gone because they use a fire extinguisher at one point to beat people up and then they spray it and then uh the therapist is still on the phone he's like uh, hello is anybody there everybody okay is anybody there like can somebody say something please hello uh, they go into the siren's office and ask her for the card and she wants to make a deal for a truce and he tells her to fuck off and then she uh throws his mug as being a bitch move and smashes his mug and he's like oh motherfucker i'm gonna kill you right now and then she calls for the assistant to bring in the key card to try and work out the deal and she brings in the key card and he's like well that's not gonna do me any good that's just burnt plastic and she looks down and she's like oh so it is and she asks what happened she's like well you know the head up knew you're gonna screw up so they gave me a race if i put the the card in the microwave so now i don't have to listen to you at all and then they start fighting each other and we hear some blood girling because i'm pretty sure the uh the assistant stabs her in the neck and then we find out you know everything's destroyed and then derek sends a video to his boss and the video is of the vixen dead on her treadmill with blood squirting all over the, the wall and then they also cut out her tongue and they're like yeah she's not gonna talk anymore either of course not she's dead let me see why derek liked the mug so much because he got his first day from his sister 
it was like a, a gift for you know starting a new job and starting what she thought was going to be his new happy life uh then he asked to look over the foreclosure paper and that's when we find out he can actually help her because she's in luck because i guess it's some bad paperwork and she if they get the head up above to sign off on it then everything will be resolved and then the boss uh sends derek video his dead friend for that was doing the meditation who got the nail in the back of the head and he's being a real jerk because he's actually going for a piss on his dead body he's like yeah i'm gonna pee on your body too after you're dead sucker it's like wow you're, you're a great guy there starts to break down uh you know it's a sign of the virus getting to him and just the anger and everything and then it just breaks to them kissing and then the other part of the virus takes over and they start making love and then after that she's like wow i'm really happy with that part though the virus and she's she's like well what's the next day she's like well i think maybe we should get like an apartment maybe like a dog and go from there she's like not that you dumbass then we see them rushing downstairs to ray's office who's the it guy and he's like i'm a little busy right now as he's smashing a computer and then uh they get him to hack into the computer upstairs of one of the other nine who's a bitch as well and he hacks it and she calls him all pissed off asking what's going on he's like download the patch it's fine just hit the installs everything's fine and actually what this is doing is allowing him to pretty much delete her whole hard drive all her files and put it on an external hard drive and then she calls back pissed off he's like everything's gone and it's actually Derek on the phone he's like you know what you got some weird stuff on your files like the foot porn but let's not talk about it I know we got the external hard drive and you're gonna want it so how about we just meet up and make a deal for it uh, they then set up a meeting in this glass walled conference room uh, she asks for her files and they show her the laptop and she goes to reach for a gun that's underneath the conference table and Derek's like you know what might not be that smart but I know to take the gun from underneath the table so how about you hand over your key card that's when melina goes and throws the the foreclosure papers down and she laughs about it. he's like mm, yeah i could do something about this but i'm not going to so maybe you should take them upstairs and have them sign off on it and that's when melina gets pissed off and breaks the laptop and she asks for a minute alone with her and that's when derek goes to leave the room and bull's actually there and attacks him and then the two girls start fighting as well and then um bull pushes derek into like this daycare room and then he takes a gun and shoots all the ambulance and stuff down he's like bullets are for pussies or something like that and he pulls out brass knuckles and starts fighting with them and then bull grabs uh, pepper spray and goes to spray Derek but he sprays him right in the mouth which is probably even worse than the eyes but then Derek uh, spits it back into bull's face and then he grabs a screwdriver and gets him right in the temple Derek then after drinking a lot of water uh, go walks into the conference room he's like you know what? I'm fucking done just give me the key card and the access code or you're dead and then she's like no what well, I'll give you them but uh, I want her you she wants Melina and trade so Derek, you know, is counting down the five, you know, five, four, three, two, one, or Melina's going to hit her with a hammer. And as soon as he gets down to two, then he clocks Melina. And then we see her, you know, waking up, being angry, nonetheless, as she's getting tied to a chair. Uh, and he's doing it to get the access codes, but it's also in their plan setup because Derek and the lady go to the elevator and she's smiling. She's like, don't do anything stupid because the access codes only go for one time. He gets in the elevator to go upstairs and he's just smiling and he shows her bolts in his hand. She's looking all confused because she's not going to the elevator as well. And that's when Melina comes around the corner smiling I think with a hammer in her hand and as the elevator is going up we just hear her dying outside and then we see Derek going up in the elevator and he's hearing his boss's voice in his head and it's just making him even angrier as the elevator is going up and he's getting crazier and crazier as each moment goes by he makes it into the office and everyone's hiding at the one end of the desk and the boss gives him surrender paperwork it's essentially you know two girls walk down to his end of the desk and go on about the benefits you know if they they surrender make a truce um derek will get better pay he'll get all these other benefits and the one girl offers him a blowjob and the other girl's like i'll even help and he's like you know what I'm not doing that and so the one girl tries to stab him with a 
a bottle that she just broke, but she actually stabs the other girl in the face. And then he sh- Derek, uh, before that, he shuts the binder, of course, as well, and pretty much tells him, you know, you're going to die, essentially. I'm not going to do your deal with you. And then the boss also does a giant line of coke, and he has a, a golf club. And then Derek pulls out his pipe wrench. He's like, mine's bigger. He's like, okay, well, I'd still rather have the pipe wrench because that's probably going to do more damage. But that's besides the point. Then the boss uh, blinds him. I think he might have threw some coke in his eyes. I'm not really too sure. But then he starts choking him with the golf club on top of the conference table. And then he asks for a new iron. And the guy's not giving him the right iron. So that gives Derek enough time, I think, to put brass knuckles on. They stole from boot or... Uh, bull and he starts clocking him and then he has him at one point uh, pushed up against his railing that's leading all the way downstairs and he's yelling at the other nine or the other eight I should say and he wants them to make a vote and all the other people that work with him actually voted for Derek to kill the boss and then the boss says he's a pussy and you know he's going to piss on his corpse as well because he says Derek doesn't have what it takes to actually kill someone and Derek clocks him and we just see the boss flying over the railing and falling all the way down the eight or ten floors or whatever how many floors there are then Derek goes into the conference office and has a talk with the other eight members that are left and he says you know you know i I think i deserve my job back to be honest with you guys what you guys think and they they do a vote of course and they give him his job back and then we cut to uh see Derek in an art class uh, working on a painting and he's um he's talking about how he didn't have a job he realized the job had him the job was holding him back and he was putting everything into the job and not really getting anything back no respect or whatnot from the job which I think has a really big meaning in the movie and just puts per- perspective on a lot of things in life if you think about it essentially and then the eight have actually offered Derek we find out his boss's job and he's like you know what I'm going to take the job he signs the paperwork to take the the headshot title of the lawyer office and we also see Molina's in the art class with him as this narration's going over and we're cutting back and forth and he's like you know what I just decided to take the job just long enough to do a good deed and that's when he signs off on the foreclosure paper for Molina's Lena and then after that's done he hands that paperwork and he's like you know what I quit and then he's done with the job and he ends it by saying you know you need to take control of your life because you only got one life and if you don't wait or if you wait too long to take over your life it's going to be too fucking late and you're going to have nothing left to live for and just take control of your life now and just live the happiest life that you can and then uh, yeah the movie ends and that's it I actually really enjoyed this movie I thought it was really good and I'll definitely watch it again at some point I like Steven Yeun a lot and I think he's a really good actor and I just thought the movie played out really well and it's it's got really deep meaning that i think i understand uh, very well uh from various things in the past and you just gotta you gotta live your life and do what makes you happy you can't just uh, sit around you know nine to five making money that doesn't make you happy because then what are you living for right i think that's a lot of thing that's something a lot of people gotta realize and understand what going through life and you know hopefully everyone figures it out and you all live your happiest life you know that's why i do lots of artwork it makes me happy that's why i do this it makes me happy too that's why i do youtube makes me happy you know things make me happy okay just you know let's just go with it but i thought this is gonna be funny because i'm thinking well, what movie am i gonna watch next and i'm like i'm thinking about it a little bit and then this movie just it just hits me i actually i'm jumping ahead of things though i gotta give a rating for this movie that we just want uh which on the rotten scale of 10 i'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 because i enjoyed this movie a lot so if we get back to what i was just talking about because i'm jumping all over the freaking place because i am just tired uh but i was thinking what movie we're we going to watch next and i it just clicked with me and i thought it's a really good uh pairing and i thought this would be a good you know double feature essentially if we were ever to have like a dvd double feature of like an angry upset uh you know workplace or employer i guess and we're going to 
watch uh, Falling Down. If you guys haven't watched that movie, uh, I've seen it probably like three times. It's from 1993. It's an action crime movie for an hour and 53 minutes. And it's uh, starring Michael Douglas, who's a worker who's just, you know, he's tired. He's having a really bad day. It's probably a Monday. Let's be honest with you. It's probably a Monday. And he's just tired of everyone's crap. And, you know, it, he takes it... Uh, the same way that Derek does in this movie. Uh, but uh, he does have a virus. He's just pissed off. He's just literally pissed off. Um, but yeah, we'll be watching that movie next. And uh, I thought just a nice little uh, come around, I guess. Uh, double feature with, or whatnot. But uh, as always, thank you guys for listening this far. I appreciate it all. And uh, I appreciate everything you guys been doing. Uh, if you guys want to keep in touch, uh, find me on all social medias at Typhon Sign. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube being the big thing, like I've been saying. Uh, we've got the weekly video coming out, gameplay video. We've got podcast videos going up on there as well. And we got a ton of shorts going up there as well. Uh, short content is what I've been making the most of. But my uh, full-length full videos have been doing pretty well. The gaming videos, I should say, you know, anywhere from 60 to uh, 100 views, which is crazy for someone who only has like 300 some subscribers. So I appreciate that. And I thank you guys very, very much. So if you guys could, if you guys could hit that subscribe button turn on bell notifications on that i highly appreciate it if you could hit the share button on this podcast you know let your friends know about it. word of mouth means a lot and it helps uh helps us improve and go further and uh, as always check out the outro band blood opera toronto based horror band you can find all the links down below as well in the description uh find them on youtube instagram uh facebook soundcloud probably a lot of other things but those are the main things probably and yeah until next time i'll talk to you guys all later peace Blood for, if not for the shedding.